0: Welcome to Tether Together, a podcast about friendship, care, and connection from Laura Interlandi and Erica Livingston of Birdsong Brooklyn. We're so glad you're here.
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to our mini-sode. Show up for postpartum. Show up
0: for postpartum. Say it again. Show up for postpartum.
1: This is the sibling episode to episode two. Yes. Inside of episode two, if you haven't heard it, you're welcome to listen to that as well. We talked about why we all need to show up for postpartum and we didn't have enough time to fully say how And so that's what this is. This is going to be a quick wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, deep dive how-to in 15 minutes or under straight from the hot mouths of Birdsong Brooklyn on how you can hashtag show up for postpartum.
0: (laughs) One of the things that we do with our clients is not only do we obviously help them plan for postpartum and we show up for postpartum to support them in really deep and nuanced ways. But we also help them activate their rings of support so that we're not the only source of care in their lives. And what I think a lot of people don't realize when they're budgeting for the perinatal period and any support they would have is that hiring a postpartum doula can actually revolutionize the way that your family shows up for you or f- your friends that want to help but they don't know how. So having somebody like us can really help like galvanize that and make what might only be like a 20-hour package with your doula it might end up feeling like a hundred hours of quality support because your doula. Everybody
1: else is your doula now too. Yeah,
0: your doula gets to teach people. So if you're showing up to this episode because maybe a bossy doula that's serving (laughs) someone you love that's crossing the threshold linked this in a resource doc and said, you want to know how to be the dream guest? Listen to these gals. We just want to bow to you and say thank you. Thank you for being willing to learn and to unlearn how we can best serve people who are crossing a
1: threshold into parenthood. So here's our- Yeah, crash. Like to the people who like have not had child, children themselves, but are listening to this so that you can go visit your friend that just had a child and you know what to do when you're there.
0: Or somebody who maybe has had children and maybe you were under supported and maybe listening to this is a little hard for you, but you're really, really trying to take your own story out of the mix and show up and serve somebody that you love. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you. Okay. So you're going to say do's.
0: We're going to hop through a little list of do's and don'ts, and I'm going to say some do's and then Erica's going to add where necessary. okay? Okay. So first do,
1: do offer to set up a meal train. Mm-hmm. That'd be great to do that prenatally. Maybe you at a baby shower, shower, postpartum, at a baby shower, email all the friends. There's a lot of great places you can do it online. You can just Google meal train website. There's multiple places. Do bring food. Preferably thoroughly. the kind of food they like to eat. Okay. Preferably food that they enjoy and food that like a postpartum body needs. So or at least enjoyable, but don't bring what you think they need. Don't bring what you would want. Maybe try to go in the direction of their desires. And definitely if they have dietary restrictions, adhere to them. Please do wash your hands. Kind of (laughs) self-explanatory. That one's pretty simple. I don't even know how to add to that. There's soap, there's water. You can sing a full round of Row, Row, Row Your Boat.
0: (laughs) But it should make- be the first thing that you do when you walk in the door is wash your hands. That's right. Also, while you're at the
1: sink, you might as well go ahead and do the dishes. Do the dishes. That's right. Definitely do the dishes. So if you do, if they don't have a dishwasher, you're hand washing dishes. If they do have a dishwasher, you're loading it. If it's already loaded, you're unloading it. There's almost always one step to be done, if not more. So whatever version of doing the dishes at their house is go for it because standing doing dishes um, is like the exact opposite of what we want like a postpartum person to be doing.
0: Please do leave your energy, your day, your commute, et cetera, etc, cetera, and your shoes at the door.
1: Yeah, so even if this person isn't a shoes off household, we recommend you just do that because I think it's a really nice way to honor someone and um, it's a nice little ritual to kind of keep everything out, and as you remove them, a la Mr. Rogers, like super doula, um, then you're making the moment, you're taking the moment of um, kind of mindfully choosing to take off the like filth of the outer world. And that also means like your hard time or your story. Please also
0: refill their water.
1: Yes, hydration is so important for anyone, especially if there is lactation going on. And even if there isn't, refill the water and then refill the Brita or the Berkey or any other filtration system and like sprinkle the house with water bottles if you can.
0: The goal of a doula is also to have there be like a rippling felt impact after you leave.
1: Mm -hmm. So you
0: want that person when they're up in the middle of the night to go to get their water and realize somebody filled it. Yeah, because
1: like most people have a cabinet that has like two clean canteens and like two bottles they got in swag bags at random events. Take those all out of there, fill all of those and then place them one next to the couch, one next to the nursing chair, one next to the bed, maybe two next to the bed. I mean, geez, put one in the bathroom, like put them everywhere so that it's never hard for them to reach and get hydrated. See what needs to be done and just do it. Yeah. So this means don't ask. That's why we're saying see instead of ask, because it's um, a bit of a burden to show up at someone's house and then say, well, what do you need? Because now you're asking them to figure that out too. And I can guarantee you, they probably don't know. So look around. Sometimes this just means straighten up or you see like an empty, I mean, a full thing of laundry that needs to be folded, like just fold it. Um, just looking around the space and seeing what ways you could make the space better um, before you leave.
0: Just generally leave the space tidier than when you arrived.
1: Yeah, anything you can do, a little bit of straightening up, wiping one counter, little bitty things make a big difference. And like the orientation of them being in this space a lot, we're asking people to be in their homes, right? When people are used to going out and doing, and now they really have to stay in and rest. It's nice for that space to be beautiful. And do affirm their parenting. Right. So you don't want to bring in what you think. If you're a helicopter parent and you just want to talk to someone about that, I would save that for your meetup group that is like helicopter moms RS us or whatever. <laughs> don't bring your parenting ideas into the space. So anything that they're doing is right. That's the, that's what you can do when you're taking your shoes off. You can like say the mantra in your mind, whatever these people are doing is right.
0: Do offer to rub the feet or the shoulders of the postpartum person.
1: Yes. Nurturing touch is everything. It is definitely one of the healing modalities and it's something that's really easy for us to do. Can I rub your feet? It's like music to the postpartum ears. Do give attention to any older siblings this one's huge because i think it's really common for everyone to put all the focus on the baby so if there are older siblings it might be even wonderful for you to try really hard to put all your focus on them first even to greet them you could even bring them a little happy a special treat that they like and then once that seems to have like calmed down a bit the energy of oh my gosh it's so good to see you and that greeting then move to oh you have a sibling why don't you introduce me to them and then put the older sibling or siblings in charge of that introduction and make it to where it's not just about the baby
0: and do ask if there are any errands that need running
1: Yeah, that one's really simple. I think that a lot of times people need someone to like go pick up a prescription or, you know, they really need a sitz bath because they didn't get one sent home from the hospital little errands like that, though, can be really huge. Because of the cycles that are the two to three hour cycles of the postpartum life make it really hard to get sometimes. So asking if you can go pick something up real quick is huge. Do ask if you can grocery shop for them. Yeah, that's a huge errand, and I think that just asking if you can do it instead of saying like, um, "Yeah, I would just ask, can I grocery shop for you?" I mean, some people are doing like delivery groceries, but I think it's a good thing to ask if they can do because that's a really hard thing to do in postpartum. And do ask before you touch their baby. Huge! Don't just grab the baby. That is just the worst. <laughs> I mean, just don't. Okay, I'm don't. looking.
0: I'm looking at you, Great Aunt Susan
1: that's right great aunt susan is like the stereotype archetype we use when we're teaching about kind of like everything that you could do that really you shouldn't do in the postpartum space and so know that if they want you to hold the baby they're gonna say will you hold the baby or do you want it they're gonna say it to you and if they don't say it to you it's probably because like the baby's fussy the baby's tired it's a day of a growth spurt they've been cluster feeding all day They don't want anyone to hold the baby yet. And so don't go into a postpartum space thinking um, that that's like kind of what you're owed. It's still their right to, to just hold the baby themselves the whole time or maybe the baby's sleeping for the first time in a long time, you know. So it's good to take that expectation off of the table, because I think that's like really common, um, for people to be like, I'm here, I brought you this onesie. And in turn for this, the monetary exchange is that I get baby holding time, you know? (laughs) Um, yeah. Also do ask before you take pictures.
0: Yeah. And with that also ask before you share to social media, cause they may, they may feel fine about you having a picture of you and the baby, but they may not feel fine about social media sharing.
1: A lot of people don't know that these days. So just don't automatically put it on Facebook. Don't automatically put it on Instagram. Just because you took it doesn't mean you like own it. And with that
0: also, I want to say, do affirm any feelings that they have about their birth experience. Yeah. Big one. And do limit your stay to 20 or 30 minutes, unless you are like actively cooking a meal for them or providing real tangible support or protected
1: sleep. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is just to like, do serve yourself, get your own water, get your own tea. Don't ask them like to make you a copy, a coffee. Like if they have a complicated coffee system, just get a coffee when you leave, you know. Like, if you don't know how to use the Nespresso yourself, don't ask them to do it, just don't expect it. Serving yourself is the best way, and knowing that everyone there is probably quite tired and are probably too tired to host. Okay, let's move into the don'ts now, even though I did kind of get a little don'ty. I couldn't help it. I got kind of daunty in the doozies.
0: <laughs> the doozies. The doozies. The I was in
1: the doozies and I was acting super daunting. Um, But so here's some don'ts, and I'm going to read them <laughs> mostly, and Laura will expound. So don't process your own birth story or your parenting story while you're there.
0: This is a really hard one for most people because. It's very common for people to have not had the space in their own lives to have processed their own birth experience or maybe their own feeding journey. But that's your story. And if you need resources or you need like 20 years in retrospect to get a doula and process or go to a birth story sharing circle. Like that is really valid, but just be aware that being in the postpartum space is going to probably bring up, activate for better or for worse, some of your own unhealed wounds. But the postpartum person doesn't need to hear about that
1: at that time in the future. They ask for it. That's the only time I would say there's like kind of the gap is if they go, did that happen at your birth or what happened? Like then I wouldn't as a guest go, I can't tell you (laughs) the the doula way of handling
0: those moments is really to look inward and to ask before you just respond and with whatever's on the tip of your tongue to actually ask yourself in a quick second who is this information serving would it really serve this person in this moment for me to share that or is that Mm -hmm. something that is actually just going to feel good to me to offload
1: seriously who is this serving is something we could all ask forever all the time yes like that's what I want the people that honk at me in New York's because I drive like a granny I really want them to know I'd like them to like reflect who is this honk serving no one
0: <laughs> don't be honking okay <laughs> also,
1: yeah <laughs> okay I got I digress <laughs> don't say a healthy baby is all that matters I mean that one's maybe doesn't even need expense, just really you can probably hear that that sounds really tough.
0: Yeah, and what what we're really alluding to here is if someone has had a challenging birth experience or they are sharing some of the harder feelings of maybe something that went down at the hospital or where they've been at, just saying a token phrase that kind of wraps everything up with a bow really doesn't help people feel seen in the postpartum period. Just looking somebody in the eyes and saying, I hear you, You know, that
1: sounds like a lot. And then filling Mm -hmm. up their water is actually enough. Can I give you a foot rub? Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear more. Okay. Don't give unsolicited advice.
0: So there may be times where you're in the postpartum space and somebody does ask for, depending on your relationship and maybe what they know of your journey, they might ask for some breastfeeding advice or they might ask for some sleep tips But most of the time in that first few weeks and even first few months, people do just want to have company and companionship. They don't, they're not looking for tips and tricks to make it better because how that registers in the body, in the heart, when you are really, really tired and you're just doing your best is that you then think, you know, better than them. That's how it feels Mm -hmm. to the postpartum person. It doesn't feel helpful. It
1: just, it actually feels harming. Yes don't forget about the postpartum person and/ or their partner so are they hungry how are they right because you might just be focused only on one of them but remember that each of them might be having their own journey and that one can be doing better than the other um,
0: keeping them all bolstered is gonna have a rippling effect don't judge. And this is a tough one for all of us because we all have that inner critic, right? That has our own, whether it's our own ethics and values or preferences, we are thinking beings. And so it's not that you're not going to have some moments where internally you would say, think I would do that differently, but it does it really doesn't serve anybody in the space for you to have any kind of judgments on what they're doing. 99% of people are doing their best with what they've got. And you don't know the story underneath. So please just keep the judgments at bay.
1: Don't bring in heavy news or information.
0: Yeah. So, heavy news or activating information is just not where the postpartum nervous system is at to receive. So, you know, you may have a friend who is like a journalist and is still keeping up with all the day to day, but that's pretty rare. Most people in postpartum are kind of in a hibernation state. And unless it's like fun, You know, if they're like, hey, tell me about that like crazy date you went on the other night and like you're wanting to tell something like fun and juicy that they want to hear, generally like news, big news stories or big dramas in your life or in your family life are best served for or at least asked with consent (laughs) um, if that is something that they want to take on in that moment. And don't be offended if they say, I'm actually not able to take that in right now.
1: Don't demand to hold the baby. We kind of already said this, but it's probably worth saying it a second time because we did write it twice. <laughs> don't ask to hold the baby. Just don't. Yes. Um, don't get offended if the new parents are really boundaryed or they're like doing things their way. It's very similar to don't judge, very similar to like don't bring your own parenting in, but also don't take offense to it.
0: Yeah, so one of the reasons people don't activate all the rings of support that they could possibly have is because they're afraid of these
1: things. If it's like judgy Great Aunt Susan's gonna come in there and just like shame spiral you and hand you a casserole that doesn't taste good and is full of cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> Eric is getting activated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I on the other hand really like cream of mushroom
1: soup. <laughs> it is okay. Like and I guess like, like one time a year.
0: Foraged mushrooms with like sage. Anyway. Um. <laughs> okay.
1: Don't ask for the birth baseball card stats. So explain what this is.
0: So there. When when we ask people or when people ask us if they can share their birth story with us, they're really sharing like the whole thing. And the way a doula listens is really different. Like we listen for the whole picture. When most people show up in a postpartum space, they're really asking for like, did you get that pain relief that you said you wanted or didn't want? How long was the labor? How much did the baby weigh? What, you know, what did the doctor say about this? How long were you doing this? And it's like, It feels like you're being graded and so if you had a really short labor or long labor or you had a surgical birth or you had a vaginal birth or you had an uh, You know an epidural or whatever you can feel like That information is then going to be somehow weaponized or it can almost feel it can feel really harming to have to go over it if you aren't ready to even talk about it so just don't assume someone's gonna share their birth story with you and then if you do um the next don't on the list is don't talk about the family um to other people after you leave so if somebody does share their birth story with you hold that as really sacred and confidential and definitely don't create a baseball card out of what they told you as their like half hour long nuanced emotional layered share of their experience um it's really the way that we kind of put birth in its own hierarchy is one of the like very harming knots that then we see uh, people having to untie in the postpartum period. So let's just not do that to begin with.
1: Yeah, totally. The last one is really just to don't stop showing up. So don't decide that you think postpartum is three weeks long or six weeks long. And then you go, well, I saw them at six weeks and they're not postpartum anymore. So I'm not going to show up anymore. And
0: also remember that your friend with a six month old would still love all of the above or even That's a right. six year old. So if you're listening to this and you're remembering like, oh, wow, like when my sister had a baby or when my friend had a baby, I just like, didn't even know it was a big deal. And I just was like, how's your baby? And like maybe send a onesie. If you're yeah. listening and you're in like your own shame spiral or guilt spiral, like there's still time. Like you can There's still- always
1: time. Like right now, if anyone wanted to just come over and like do some postpartum dueling of me and show up in all of these ways, it would feel really nourishing. And my kids are three and six. Yes. But still. so. So
0: the takeaway is really like, take this and being a great postpartum guest as a point of pride and know that every person and family that you support is an investment in your community and also in that relationship because people remember who showed up for them across this threshold and we want you we we know that you want to serve and show your care and we need you
1: yeah we really need you this is the only way that things are really going to change is if we start switching the paradigm of how people really show up for each other so thanks for joining the postpartum revolution and remember to show up for postpartum
0: thanks for showing up
1: (laughs) bye Leave a review. It's really helpful.